Hello and welcome to today's uh, Daily God Conversation. And you know, for the next 10 minutes or so, we're going to dive into a short passage of Scripture and give a few thoughts, discuss it a little bit, and end with a big question or two that are meant to be prompts for your day, prompts for conversation, prompts to continue to keep God in the center of your life and the center of your conversations. Because if God is the center of our life, shouldn't he also be the center of our conversations? And so today we're going to dive into, we've been in Acts for the last few episodes, and we'll continue to go through the book of Acts. And a really powerful passage of scripture today that we find in the beginning of Acts chapter 2. In fact, this is this is one of those passages that are so incredible and so hard to believe that uh, often it's kind of scary. It's kind of, uh, it's hard to even comprehend what this means or what this would have looked like. And so uh, I know, at least in my past a little bit, this has been a, a, a passage that I've heard so many times and never quite really maybe understood it or uh, maybe one perspective was always given but never uh, you know another perspective and so um, hopefully we can kind of look at this from we're going to zoom out just a little bit rather than focus on some of the nitty-gritty and like the really miraculous stuff in this instead we're going to try to kind of take a, a larger approach and uh, end with some of our questions in that way. So let's dive in. Uh, we're going to go to Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 1, and super quick recap. Acts start off, and Luke is writing, and he says, uh, uh, Jesus had been, you know, he'd been resurrected, and now he's hanging out with his disciples. Um, we're told that there's maybe 120 of them or so that he's spending a lot of extra time with, and after 40 days of doing that, he uh, walks with them and basically says, hey, stay here and wait for the Holy Spirit. And the disciples are pretty kind of perplexed, like, where are you going? I thought, I thought this was going to look different. And then he uh, tells them to be his witnesses, essentially, around the world. And then he ascends. And then we have Peter and the rest of the disciples, and they're praying and waiting and, and hoping that the Holy Spirit will come, and they're praying for his arrival. And after 10 days of that, we find ourselves in this scene. So just imagine, real quick, to kind of put this in, in context. They had just spent 40 days with Jesus after his resurrection, Many of them had been with him for three and a half years before that. And now he is gone for good. But they're praying and waiting for this, for the Holy Spirit to show up. And they don't really know what that means. And they have spent the last 10 days doing nothing but praying. So then, in verse 1, when the day of Pentecost had arrived, they were all together in one place, presumably praying. And suddenly a sound like that of a violent rushing wind came from heaven and it 
filled the whole house where they were staying. And they saw tongues like flames of fire that separated and rested on each one of them. Then they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in different tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, there were Jews staying in Jerusalem, devout people from every nation under heaven. And when this sound occurred, a crowd came together and was confused because each one heard them speaking in his own language. They were astounded and amazed, saying, Look, aren't all these who were speaking Galileans? How is it that each of us can hear them in our own native language? Parthians, Medes, Elamites, those who live in Mesopotamia and Judea and Cappadocia, Pontus and Asia, Phrygia and Pamphylia, Egypt and the parts of Libya near Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts, Cretans and Arabs, we hear them declaring the magnificent acts of God in our own language. They were all astounded and perplexed, saying to one another, what does this mean? But some sneered and said, they're just drunk on new wine. So they're all praying and waiting for the Holy Spirit to come. And the Holy Spirit comes in a way that had never been seen before. And frankly, we could probably argue that it hasn't been seen, at least in this way, since. But here's what happened. And, and I know, I've, I've, I think I've missed this in my life. Uh, whenever I've read through this or, or whatever, but the more I'm going through Acts right now, the more I'm recognizing that in so many ways, Luke, as he writes, he's really pointing back to those last words from Jesus as he says, be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, and to the ends of the earth. So what does the Holy Spirit do when he comes in? The Holy Spirit comes and he causes them to be witnesses, to tell their story, to tell of the magnificent works of God. And the Holy Spirit does it so everyone can hear it in their own language in a way that they can understand so the first act of the Holy Spirit, and I would argue that the Holy Spirit continues to act in this way. Sometimes we just get a little unfocused from it. The Holy Spirit acts in such a way that he causes these disciples to tell their story of the great things of Jesus. The whole flaming tongues of fire descending and the rushing wind and all of these things, I think that all of it is extremely important. But sometimes we kind of put that part under a microscope. 
And we don't look at this bigger picture that when the Holy Spirit comes, it comes in a way that Jesus is proclaimed and exalted. And some, many, were astounded and perplexed or amazed and perplexed. And some were like, dude, these dudes are crazy. They just drunk. Uh, don't pay any attention to that. So the Holy Spirit descends, draws this giant crowd of thousands of people, and tells the story of Jesus in everyone's native language through the disciples. And some, as we will continue to look at in the next few episodes, some will believe and accept, and some, as we see right here, walk away and reject. When we look at this story from that bigger or just higher, different perspective, we see this story, I think, in a little bit of a different light. And so I'd like to just start your conversations today with a couple of key questions, a couple of prompts for your day. We see that they were amazed and perplexed. Question number one. When is the last time God amazed you and or perplexed you? When is the last time God did something so incredible in your life you either couldn't believe it, you couldn't understand it, or you were just thoroughly amazed and excited with what God did in your life. When is the last time that happened? For some of you, it might have been today or yesterday or a week ago. Some, maybe a month or a year. Some of you, maybe longer. And question number two today, and I'm going to stick with that same story and kind of the same, the same theme. Do you keep from sharing your story because of the fear of the response you may get from others? Maybe you're tired of being ignored. Maybe you're tired of just the, the little comments that come. Maybe sometimes you feel like people sneer at you or they're just like, oh, yeah. It's the crazy person again. Maybe you felt rejected so many times, or maybe you just don't believe in your story enough that you don't tell others. Hopefully I can free you by saying that your job, my job, our job, is to share our God story. Start the conversation. Have your daily God conversations. The response is not your job. The response is God's job. Our job is obedience. The result is God's job.
So there it is, another daily, uh, another God conversation as we dive into a little bit of Acts and just hopefully let that be a part of our day as we go around, something for us to think about, to chew on, to mull over, to talk with others about. This is also a great uh, way to just have conversations with our families and uh, with our kids or our spouses, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever, friends and relatives. And there's a lot of different ways you can be a part of this conversation. Not only can you talk to people around you, but you can also hop online. If you're watching this via YouTube or social media, you can hop on our social media sites at Frontiers Church and just continue the conversation there. Or you can uh, get on to uh, your, uh, our podcast, wherever you podcast. And please, whatever method, whether it's podcast or social media or YouTube, whatever, please like, subscribe, comment, uh, rate if you can. All of these things to help this conversation go even further. And for you to be a part of tomorrow's God conversation and the one after and the one after that. So thank you all for tuning in and uh, just want to let you know that I love you. I care about you and thank you for listening and may God be with you today in your God conversations. Bye.